45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised 3rd edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. At the end of five seasons, we were pretty tired. There was 158 shows. They do 22 shows now, and uh, it's a lot easier. We did six, seven shows on, one off. It was very hard work. And also, the Dick Van Dyke show was, the two stars of the Dick Van Dyke show had not had other big careers yet. Every other television situation comedy that you can think of were big stars from the movie medium or from radio or mainly from movies who had already had careers. Father Knows Best, you name it, Danny Thomas, all had big Even careers. Donna Reed, uh, Donna Reed, all, yeah, she'd already done, you know, Hero Attorney. And, uh, they'd all had movie careers, and they were all stars of a, another medium, and they came in to the little screen because they weren't being offered the big parts anymore. And this is the first time there was a Mary Tyler Moore who was 23 years old when she started with us, and Dick Van Dyke was in his 30s. They, and he did Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang while he was doing the, the Van Dyke show during the summer. And he wanted to test the uh, waters. As a matter of fact, yeah, he did a show for me, The Art of Love, a movie. But Mary, you know, thoroughly, thoroughly modern Millie, and she was looking to, she went to Broadway, did breakfast at Tiffany's. Didn't work, but still it was out there to, to examine. And... Um, and uh, we all wanted to go out winners. We knew that if we go, we offered a lot of money to stay on another year, but we knew that if we had another year, it would be slogging. We, we had already done almost every premise that we knew of, and we sometimes started eating off ourselves, doing something like the premise we did before. Although the, the last year, some of our best shows and, but we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. We know we can go to that. And we, we, we went with a lot of energy. We ended the show with a lot of energy. We didn't feel debilitated because we knew we weren't going to have to come back for another year. We I wanted know. to go out strong. We all said, let's go out good. And we all felt the same way. Hi, this is Dan Castellaneta. You're listening to TV Confidential. Jerry's office. In Jerry's office. But 
Yeah, because I think, you know, what was their finale was very satisfying. It's basically the Alan Brady show is now over, but, you know, Rob Petrie's book, which Alan Brady wanted to use, you know, to retell his story. So it was like, you know, even the fictional characters, you know, the material gets repurposed. Yeah. I wish more producers nowadays would stick to five years. I mean, when he went into it, five years. Uh, another one of my favorite shows after that, immediately after that, was That Girl. Mm -hmm. Going into it, it was five years. There's some of the uh, original writers, uh, the writers of one of my favorites, That's My Boy, that was their first episode, mm -hmm. went on to That Girl, and she knew as executive producer it was going to be five years. And it is, I, I, I'm watching That Girl again, and they're in the fifth season, which I never really watched because... I don't think I was old enough to understand the last season. I get it now, and the show is ending just in time. Yeah. So that was one thing. Again, the brilliance of Carl Reiner, five years, and we're out. Thank God they stayed in black and white. You, you brought up That's My Boy. That's another one. It's like nobody was addressing any sort of race relation in that early 1960s. But to have, you know, Greg Morris just entering the scene... I forgot who played his wife in that scene. Is one of the biggest laughs. That was the biggest laugh on the show. It just went on and on and on that they had to cut it for air. Uh, we we watched it the other night on what was it? Me TV. And yep. they they cut it for time, which I expected. That episode, they were I guess all week. Can we do this? Will they accept it? They they had considered actually using an Asian couple. And uh, I think they were ready to reshoot it differently had it not worked. And it. The live audience was the final judge. Would not stop laughing. MeTV is showing Carl Reiner's favorite episode of the Dick Van Dyke every Sunday night throughout yeah. the month of July. For those with access to the IMDb. TV digital channel, which is part of the Amazon Fire Stick service. IMDb TV shows the Dick Van Dyke show uncut in its original production order. That's good to know. I didn't know. Yeah, that, that, that would be fun to watch the yeah. whole. But you know, those you know, you look at these and and you have to appreciate that this stuff was groundbreaking in its time. Yeah, it really was. And Laura Petrie's pants. Yes, her capri pants. Today, I guess we would call it yoga pants. Yeah. But was almost scandalous at the time. And yeah, now I see people wearing more revealing garments at Trader Joe's. Yes. But it's funny when you hear people now say, well, why can't we have wholesome shows? Why can't we have, you know, back then it was all clean. It's like, you know, they fought, you know, a lot of times just to get an, a thought, an idea like the painting, like Laura in the tub, like that's my boy. These were ideas that were taboo, and these were the things that they were really trying to push. And there were always things that they were trying to say, and the censors said, no, you can't say that. And I think they were trying to make a point. They weren't being gratuitous, but they were trying to say something. And when Dick Van Dyke, when that show ended, there was an attempt to do a new Dick Van Dyke show, in the, was that in the early 70s? It was in the early 70s. It was shot in Arizona. For the first two years. For the first two years. 
But they had a controversy because there was an episode where the young son walked in on the parents having sex. Young daughter. He had a daughter instead of a son. And instead of being married to a brunette, he was married to a blonde played by Hope Lang. But Carl Reiner was the quarterback behind that show, behind the scene. Yeah, and the networks, you know, they pretty much said, okay, we're done. The networks had problems with that episode. And uh, the standards and practice person at that time said, well, they could be having sex if they were planning to, because they were wanting to have another child. (laughs) Which, as we all know, people only have sex for the purpose of procreation. Yeah, well... Uh, and that was the end of the show. That was, they 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 pretty much hung, you know, they stuck to their guns. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, it's time to move on. I mean, so, I mean, it's it's one of the things that I would say that he was uh, a hero of mine. He knew when to call it quits. He also knew when not to call it quits. I mean, early on when he had a show where he was the star of the show and that did not sell, he did not give up. Sheldon Leonard said, we're going to do it but we're going to get a better actor to play you. <laughs> and, and I mean, you, when you've seen a lot of egos yeah. and you've seen a lot of people, you know, where they count the laughs, they count the jokes, mm-hmm. they count the lines, they count the words. And so, you know, when he had the ability to say, okay, we're going to go forward with my vision, my baby, uh, but I'm going to be behind the scenes for the most part. You know, he was still willing to go forward, where there a lot of talent would have taken their bat and ball and, and gone home after that. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we remember the life and career of Carl Reiner and the legacy of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Carl Reiner passed away Monday, June 29th at the age of 98. I did an interview for one of our affiliates last week, and I was asked, if you had to describe Carl Reiner in five words... What would those five words be? And I said, he was good at everything. <laughs> and, and, and what I mean, not just good in terms of skill, talent, creativity, but by all accounts, he not only was a very humble man, but he was a very, he was a good man. He, he liked people. And there have been so many stories. Tom Dreesen, I don't know if you saw this, Tony. On social media, Tom Dreesen shared a story about performing at the Ice House in Pasadena, which you both performed at. And this was within a couple of years of breaking up the act with Tim Reed. Yeah. And Tom has talked about this before. He talked about this in his first book. That was one of the low periods of his life. He was in L.A. trying to find his footing. His family was in Chicago, I believe. He was barely getting by. Whatever money he made, he sent to his family. And I believe Tom was living in a broken-down car somewhere. Yes, he was. And he's performing one night at the Ice House, and as it happens, Carl and Estelle Reiner were in the audience. So 
at the end of his set, Carl and Estelle introduce themselves, and Carl says, I just want you to know I think you're a very talented young man. They talked for several minutes, and Estelle asked Tom, you know, where did he come from, how he was doing, and without going into great detail, Tom said, here I am, I'm separated from my family, I'm doing what I can, and Estelle said, Carl, help this man. And the next day, Carl set up a meeting in his office. I believe he got him. He was, I think at the time, he was producing Good Heavens. Remember Good Heavens? Yes, where he was an angel. He was an angel. And Good Heavens, it was a nice little show. ABC kind of sat on it for too long. And by the time they released it in mid-season, it was the end of the season. And the networks had already made up their mind. And so it was a nice little show. It was a nice little anthology show where Carl Reiner, it, it, was, it was interesting because within a year he ended up making Oh God, which is sort of a long yes. form of Good Heavens. But basically, Carl Reiner played an angel from heaven who... He rewarded people... For good behavior. For good behavior. And, and I think the first episode was Rob Reiner and Penny Marshall. They were still together. Yeah. Susan Day did an episode. Loretta yes. Swit did an episode. It was a nice little show. Sid Caesar did an episode. Yeah. And so I believe Carl cast Tom in a good heavens. And, you know, as Tom relates, he, he didn't have to do that. But apparently he did stuff like that all the time. And it wasn't just for showbiz people. He was a humanitarian. There are so many stories about his you know, what Toyota would call random acts of kindness uh, yeah. toward everybody. I mean, yeah. he was good at everything. Loretta Swit will join us later on the program to talk about her experience working with Carl Reiner and being directed by Carl Reiner in his anthology series, Good Heavens. Carl Reiner passed away this past Monday, June 29th at the age of 98. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.